it sucks with the TVB back again. You know what that means. I'm Ryan. I ain't lying. I'm Gina with a T duh. We tune in, can't get enough. So drink up and listen up, you be. God, I just love that new intro so much. Me too. Uh, it's like we're fresh, we're new, we're quarantined, and ain't having the blues. Yeah, and we're back. Episode three of season two. Um, and Gina, you chose this show, so let's get right into it. It's a show that I've seen very little of, but I think you might be obsessed with. I love this show, and FYI, I am wearing a girl power shirt right now just to get into the whole mode and mood of um, this show, and If you didn't listen to our last episode, which you should definitely do, but just in case you're catching up with us now, we will be discussing, drumroll please, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, aka Glow. Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite show, but it's definitely a top five of mine, especially rewatching it during um, all this time that we have on our hands right now. So if you don't know about Glow, you got to get with the program. You have so much time right now at the shelter in place to sit down and watch the show. It's currently three seasons and is supposed to be renewed for a fourth and final season, which I don't think a lot of viewers know, but I had to to look into that a little bit because I didn't know if it was canceled or if it was just put on hiatus because of everything that's going on in the world right now, but it will be coming back for a fourth and final season. So very, very excited for that. Um, But I will go into a little bit about what Glow is, because I know you mentioned, Ryan, that you've seen a couple episodes, and I'm sure you probably have the premise down a little bit. Yeah. But just in case you need a little refresher um, of what Glow is all about, check out Netflix. That's where you'll find Glow. And it's loosely based on a real-life women's wrestling and variety show that aired during the late 80s and early 90s. So many of the characters on Glow are actually inspired by real wrestlers. Nice. This show stars Allison Brie, who we discussed in a previous um, episode about community. Not sure if you watched that first episode yet, Rive Community, but Allison Brie is actually also in that show as well. And she's also married to that Franco brother as well. Oh, um, they're cute. They are cute. And we can get into Allison Brie later. But she's one of the main stars of this show. Her name in the show is Ruth Wildler, an out-of-work actress living in L.A. in the 80s. She finds an unexpected chance at stardom. Enter the scene of glitter and spandex, the world of women's wrestling, where she must work alongside 12 other Hollywood misfits. Mark Marin, who's also a main character, love, love, love him, plays the role of Sam Sylvia, a washed-up actor of B-list movies who tries to lead the group of women to fame. So that's a little bit of the premise. Um, And those are two of the main characters that we can kind of get into a little bit later. But 
love this show. It's so much fun. It's really inspiring and just kind of makes you want to get off the couch and like punch someone in the face. Oh my God. <laughs> Which I definitely um, have been practicing with my fiance. I've been working on my jabs. Oh my goodness. That sounds violent. I have a power punch, which is inspiration from what I'm drinking right now. Oh my goodness. You know, in true TVB's fashion, we of course have a drink. Gina just mentioned she had the power punch. Would you mind sharing with us what you have in the power punch? Of course. And we'll share photos of our awesome drinks on our Instagram feed. In the Power Punch, we have a tropical juice blend of coconut, mango, and pineapple with vodka, heavy pour, uh, egg white shaken, and there's a fresh squeeze of lemon from our tree outside, and I believe um, my fiance made some fresh, simple syrup that he drizzled on top. Oh, my goodness. So we are really out here today doing it live and in charge. Hell yeah. Well, I am having a um, gladiator gimlet. Basically, what I wanted to do, and I never share the recipe on uh, the podcast, but I'm feeling a little generous today. Oh, hell Um, yeah. So you take a strawberry vodka. The current one that I'm using is made by Smirnoff. It's strawberry and rose. And then I mixed it with a little bit of peach fresca so it has a very nice fresh peachy um and then the citrus gives it that gimlet and um the reason that i decided to share the recipe is because um the real surprise for you guys to go check out on instagram is the fact that my drink is actually glowing how is it glowing Mm, you'll have to go onto our Instagram at TVB's podcast in order to find out why it's glowing. Is it magic? Is it the LSD? Are you tripping? Either way, you're glowing. Cheers. Cheers. Now, if you know us, you know that we love a good game. So we're going to choose a buzzword. I have picked six random words that are potentially and vaguely related to the show. Whenever we say the word that's picked, you take a drink. I don't care if you're having one of our cocktails. If you're having a wine by Le Grand Vary Wines, link in bio. Or if you are having water or coffee, just hydrate with us. Um, So I put six random words into a randomizer and I'm going to go ahead and press random. Gina is going to give me a number one through six and the number that corresponds with that word will be our buzzword. Okay. I am feeling number one is coming to me right now. Okay. Number one, randomize. The word is campy. Ooh. Which was the theme at last year's Met Gala. Holla to Anna Wintour. Okay. I can dig campy. I can uh, see how this can be woven throughout. So let's get to it and discuss this campy show. Hell yeah. Uh, Before we take our first break, 
I am going to go ahead and participate in my new favorite segment of the TVB's podcast, which is our three words to best describe glow. For mm. me, I would say that it is um, actually that's why I choose the word. It's very campy. Um, it is bright visually and it is cheesy (laughs) it definitely has a cheese factor to it okay I did drink there um I didn't choose the word campy but I do agree with with campy for glow for sure just want you just want you to drink twice Um, So three words to best describe glow just off the top of my head, fun, fierce, and full of lady empowerment. Hell yeah. Pussy power. Charge it by the hour. Hopefully you have the spandex on because I have my gold spandex leggings on really ready to do the thing. Hey, do you think that they call spandex because... It can expand, like expandex. Definitely, because my leg is at my ear right now. <laughs> um, one of my um, favorite uh, new songs is, well, maybe I should save this for our next TV's buzz. No, I'm already there. But one of my favorite new contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race, Widow Von Du, she has two songs, one with the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race, one on solo, and she talks about her thick thighs, and she is proud of them. So, ladies, gents out there, if you got thick thighs, remember this. Thick thighs make a dick rise. We will be right back. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Ryan, and if there is something that I could share with you guys, it is that I have an Instagram completely dedicated to cooking. You can go to Instagram at stay at home meals in order to explore things that I have made and little tips and tricks for cooking while you're staying at home. Now, you know that we love a good drink, and I'm proud to announce that at stay at home meals has partnered up with Le Grand Vere Wines, that is lgvwines.com, in order to give you all a wine tasting experience at home. Now, if you go to at stay at home meals on Instagram, and I will link this in our TVB's podcast bio as well, you can go ahead and click on the link tree on stay-at-home meals, and enjoy a four-pack of sampler wines for the low price of $4.95. Now, they have burgundy bundles, sweet white bundles. All of the wine is from France and expertly curated. I recently tried a bunch of white wines from them, and I was thoroughly impressed. You can definitely opt to uh, not do a subscription once your $4.95 trial run has ended, but I highly suggest that you get this treat while it lasts for less than $5, and each bottle fills exactly one glass of wine. So go ahead and check it out, lgvwines.com, through at Stay at Home Meals, and enjoy. And we are back 
Oh, I just love that white wine from LGV. How about you? Have you tried it yet? I love the fact that I can just open up that wine and pour it into a glass and it is exactly one full glass ready for me to go sit outside and pretend like I'm a real housewife of my back porch. Hell yeah. Real housewife of EC in the house. hey <laughs> So now I do have to admit before we go into talking about the show. So I did watch most of the first season was really captivated by it. I don't know really why I fell off. I never had a disliking for it. Um, it's, I think it's just one of those things that got buried in the mix of like everything else that you're watching. And then I saw, um, you know, of course, I love going on BuzzFeed and reading the news. Um, and occasionally they'll do uh, like the best TV moments from this week. So occasionally I'll just watch random episodes. So I did see uh, two or three just one-off episodes just to see like the amazingness that they were talking about. So I've probably seen like less than 10. So when it comes to talking about the show, I think it is in my best interest to not speak about shit that I don't know about. So why don't you tell us about the show? (laughs) But you're so good at that. (laughs) I know, I know. We have the rest of the podcast for that. (laughs) Um, Well, um, I don't know if you saw anything from season three in those less than 10 episodes, but in season three, the team of GLOW, they actually relocate to Las Vegas to perform their own nightly show which is really fun. It's very campy, I will say. Season three, um, it's just like a lot of like, it's a lot of glitz and glam. And um, I think why I love this show so much is that it really focuses on each of the characters that make up this wrestling team, these gorgeous ladies of wrestling, which is the acronym um, G-L-O-W. And I like that each episode really focuses on like one of the 12 women or the story kind of like continues from one episode to the next, from one season to the next. And I think it's just special to like kind of grow close to these characters and really watch them grow, um, not only as like actors themselves, but just the transformation that they make as characters um kind of like from start to finish and you really like are rooting just as though like you were at like an actual wrestling match yourself like you're rooting for these characters you know the entire time or you get mad at them you get angry like it really like I think that's why it's such a good show to me is because you feel a certain type of way and you get let down by characters or you get built up by characters and it makes you show emotion instead of just sitting and watching, you know, episode to episode, like, eh, this isn't really doing anything for me. But I think the lady, you know, just to go back to like those three words, fun, fierce, and lady empowerment with lady empowerment, I kind of want to go into um, the top three highlights of glow for me. um, It kind of goes hand in hand with those three words that best describe the show. Um, So I can kind of just kick off that segment with one of the main highlights. Uh, One of the characters, the women, 
Sheila the She-Wolf. I don't know if you remember her, Ryan, but um, we can post photos on our Instagram feed later of this character and just kind of more characters from the show. But Sheila- Oh, yes. Yes, I loved her. uh, So amazing. Like, she's a wonderful actress, but there is a specific episode. And, you know, listeners, just to give you a heads up, if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, this character- Um, And I say character because all of these women have different personas when they're in the wrestling ring. Um, It's really- Like, like for example, like Gina could be like one of these wrestlers, but nobody has any clue that her name is Gina because she goes by like, um, you know- Gina. (laughs) Yeah, Gina the Giant. And everybody's like, oh, fuck yeah, I tune in to- watch Gina the Giant, Pussy Pound, um, Tyrannosaurus, the Terminator. <laughs> exactly. And I think some of um, these personas, like if I was Gina the Giant, for example, I'm short. Um, and that would be my persona of, you know, when I enter the ring, I am a giant. I'm looking down on all of my competitors for once. You know, like I'm stepping out of my own reality into like a new reality where I'm in charge. And so I think half of the the characters, their personas are definitely like, you know, a transformation of sorts of them being in control and in power of themselves. But then I also think there's like a lot of characters that are kind of like um, discriminatory, I guess, uh, in a sense. And there's not like a lot of, um, there's not le- a lot left to the imagination. So Liberty Bell, for example, is Debbie, who's one of the lead characters. She's a beautiful blonde and she represents like the all American and go figure her, uh, you know, her character name is Liberty Bell, but then Sheila, the she-wolf. Um, so with this episode, you see her literally, transform from this character that she's been hiding behind she's her whole life like been hiding behind an actual like wolf um not just like in the ring but in real life too like whether that's baggy clothes or hiding her face or you know hiding her hair she's just never become like a blossoming beauty that she really is and throughout like I think it was maybe season two where this happens but she starts stepping out of her comfort zone and realizing that she's a strong badass woman and now she has all these new friends that she never had before and they're building her up and there's just this like transformative scene where she's no longer this like quote-unquote wolf um she's just like one of the ladies and I think That's like such a powerful statement. Um, And it's not just for like Sheila, the She-Wolf. It's also like a lot of other characters who come kind of like a coming of age story. Uh, They now have their pack behind them and they like just change and like kind of like a metamorphosis into who they maybe either always wanted to become or um, have become you know, this powerful force because of, you know, what they're doing and the people that surround them. And I think Tame 
um, who's also another awesome character in the show. She is the the character that I don't know, Ryan, if you saw this this episode, but she like severely injures her back, and she performs like with an extremely hurt back, um, just so that she can make money to help put her son through college and through schooling, oh, and it's just like through Tammy, Sheila, all of the characters, it's like they also like are finding themselves in positions of power where like they've always wanted to be on TV or they've always wanted to have like a nightly show. They're presented with these experiences and opportunities that they never had growing up. Or maybe they were like a D list celebrity coming back, you know, to life and hoping to be an A list. Um, So I think that's like a whole nother, you know, kind of, segment to glow where it's like they're transforming but they're also given opportunities and they don't want to like let them go or give them up um and that could mean getting an injury and powering through it because they need to put food on the table still so she she the she wolf and tamay and just her like powering through her back issues those are two like awesome characters that i loved like watching um, episode to episode. Um, the next two highlights, do you remember Bash and Rhonda getting married? Let's see. Bash, Bash. if you look Bash up from Glow, Glow, he is like the definition of campy listeners. Um, I hope you agree with me there. But Bash is um, one of the only other males in Glow besides Sam. And he I actually don't remember him. He gets married to Rhonda, one of the characters um, in the ring, for an actual like live episode to get ratings back up. Um, but Rhonda had this feeling that there might be something lacking in the bedroom department. So uh, one of the ladies accidentally hooks up with a gigolo in Vegas <laughs> and Rhonda's like, you know what? I'm going to have this gigolo come over and see if like Bash is interested or not. But the whole point of her bringing this gigolo over was to like get him jealous. Um, and this gigolo was like hitting on her and like kind of started touching her, but it ended up turning into this threesome where she found out that Bash actually was into men um, and learned that he was bisexual after this threesome. So it was just this amazing, amazing episode. Great acting too, but so funny, um, but also so realistic that like, you know, if you think something's going on in the bedroom, you're probably right. But then her whole plan kind of backfired when she learned like, wait, you know what? It's not me. It's him, and he needs to be true to who he is. Yeah. Uh, so that is definitely an episode to watch. And if you've seen it, you definitely know what I'm talking about. Uh, threesome gone wrong, but maybe in the best way possible, because they both no. were able to find their truths from it. Uh, and last, last, and definitely not least, uh, Sam. So Sam, I could go on and on for days about, but there's a one scene that sticks out in my memory and it's not really a highlight. It's more just a moment where I was like, oh, okay. You are definitely hating Sam in the beginning of the season because he's just kind of 
like a low life. He has no aspirations. He does a lot of blow and drinks a lot and um, doesn't really have any desire to do well. And that definitely changes throughout the seasons. But there's one episode where he is having a really low moment and looks at one of the female characters and he's like, you're 18, right? And goes in for a kiss. And this character is actually his daughter. Um, And he finds out in this same moment of trying to basically like hook up with this young woman that he has a daughter and that that person is her. And it's kind of like crazy and it sounds really like disgusting and disturbing, (laughs) but I think it's like this switch that you see in Sam um, because for the rest of the, the two seasons um, and we'll probably see this in the final season as well. Like he really is trying to provide a better life for himself because he now has someone that looks up to him. Obviously not in that moment, but um, he did well post post hitting on his daughter. Oh my God. So, <laughs> wait, did, did he have no clue that he had a daughter? No clue. You know, that's messed up. Like, sorry, but a woman would know if they have a kid, obviously, but it's so easy for a man not to know he has a kid. Totally. I mean, if I was a man, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If. If I, oh, if. (laughs) Uh, My alter ego might come out in the ring later. (laughs) Uh Oh, your alter ego, Gino. Yeah, or no, Gina the Giant. Gina the Giant, hell yeah. What type of Gina does she have? <laughs> oh, is it a Virgina or a Lasagna? Oh, uh, I, I tried to make to that work, out. but I halfway realized that that sounded better in my head. Um, <laughs> so I'm not familiar with basically any of those highlights except for Sheila, the She Wolf, and her transformation. Um, which by the way, I do have to say her little curly tendrils all over her forehead really, really give me something to look at. (laughs) Um, for me, you know, one of the main highlights, what drew me into watching past the first episode was the auditions and meeting all of these characters. And it almost reminded me of like a weird episode of like making the band where it's like, Oh, I have no clue who's going to be the final cast, but I'm so excited to see how they meld together. So like seeing the audition process and like how they like brought this cast of whimsically campy characters together was something that was really exciting for me to witness. The next highlight for me is one of the few episodes that I've seen past season one, because I, you know, they're like, this is like totally 80s nostalgia. This is like the most perfect montage in, you know, TV history. So I was like, all right, I'll give this episode a watch. And it's the episode where they decide to like, uh, they do like uh, they revamp their uh, image a little bit. And so it's like that whole Madonna's uh, 
Madonna tribute montage to the song Makeover. And they're, you know, just, you know, montage and changing things up and everything's so delightfully 80s and so such a delightful throwback. Because um, even though I was born in the 80s, I don't remember a minute of it, but uh, I thought that it was r- a really cool flashback. The exact episode... Uh, the exact episode is... The Good Twin, where they're making over the... Uh, Zoya's identical twin sister Olga. Oh, so good. Yeah, and so like that whole montage where they're like, you know, revamping her and like just, you know, kind of like feeling their judge a little bit. So I thought that that was cool just because I love a good makeover moment and I love a good montage moment and I love a good retro moment. So that was like three in one and I was like, okay, I don't know why I didn't decide to watch before or after episodes, but there's been... You know, before this whole quarantine, I had very little, like, personal time. So I can now finally catch up to, with things. So I actually kind of need to see what happened before and after that good twin episode so that my timelines aren't jagged as they <laughs> currently are. Um, the other thing, um, I did write down one thing, but I'm going to have to change that last minute. What I love is... Any time Debbie is on screen, I remember having a deep fascination with her being this uh, soap opera star um, and having this rivalry with Ruth and seeing them together um, and just being catty and so delightfully bitchy towards each other. Um, But then, like, Debbie, she also, to me is somebody who's very, um, she's very, she's woke because she's been in the industry. So she's not afraid to call shit out or call other people out, uh, based on like, she's, I don't know. She's just the embodiment of a bad bitch to me. And every single thing that comes out of her mouth, whether it's something nice or something really bitchy, somehow it's always, unintentionally hilarious i love debbie and i feel like she is a bad bitch and i feel like she powered through so much and to work alongside someone who had an affair with your husband who you have a, a baby with um who was supposed to be your best friend and then getting into the ring and i'm pretty sure she broke her neck or her um you know, really severely injured Ruth, even though Ruth made a a huge comeback um, and used it to her advantage. But I just feel like Debbie is so transformative as well throughout um, each season, but you get to see, you know, the low points that she goes through, but then also how she rises above. And like, you feel her, like you feel her anger, you feel her uh, not really jealousy, but just why you feel is, her? Why is Ruth still like walking and talking? And when Ruth starts a relationship with Sam, it's like she's just you know like you feel that hatred of like this hoe, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I really do um, love. I think the Debbie's. 
I think that Debbie, in my opinion, is the most relatable character because she is a, was essentially a has-been. Mm-hmm. Her life fell apart and she had to rebuild herself from the ground up. That's not entirely dissimilar. Is dissimilar a word? It's yeah. definitely... Okay. It's not... It's not anything different than what we're not... A lot of us are going through right now, having to start from scratch. You know, we lost that comfortability, whether it's with a job, with a daily routine, with not being able to be around your core. Um, We're all having to start from scratch right now. So in my opinion, she's probably one of the best realized characters. And she has a full arc, at least in season one. I actually can't wait to see what else goes on with her past season one um of I course do i don't mind that. spoilers but i think that she's one of the most realized characters ruth is just to me ruth is written very much as the uh as the quirky lead person a la crazy ex-girlfriend marvelous mrs Maisel. you know that that's like the lead role but it's not always the most intriguing role I just feel like her character, she did something so backstabbing and so hurtful um, to her best friend. And I know, like, you may not have seen this, but, like, she, throughout, like, the first season into the second, like, she tries everything to win back that trust and that love and admiration from Debbie. And she does receive it from time to time, but it's not really until season three that like they are kind of like on the same page rooting for each other to succeed um, for the sake of the show, for the sake of the live show in Vegas. Um, And the last season, the last episode is actually like really interesting um, because there's an opportunity that Debbie actually seeks Ruth out for and Ruth turns her down. Um, So season four should be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, But it just has like a very turning of the page for Debbie. So it's not like she got over it, but it's more so like she's moved on to this power player um, of making her own decisions, making her own money, making her own life. And she's, everywhere that she's always wanted to be before all of the negative things happen to her. Um, so she's in this place, but then it kind of is like a role reversal to where Ruth is not. Um, and Ruth is in a place that uh, I don't think she ever thought she would be. So I do like that. It kind of swaps those characters. Um, Cause I like seeing Debbie on top and I do kind of, uh, not- Debbie's for sure a top. Oh yeah, she for sure has that whip. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I just I think what I didn't like, um, if we're talking about Ruth, is the relationship with Sam. Like I don't really think we needed to have that to show totally. that Ruth um, or that Sam has a soft side and that he can be loved. I think his love for his daughter, we could have just kind of stopped it there. Um, But to actually like see that relationship forming is kind of like cringeworthy. For sure. Oh, absolutely. 
It's like, uh, I think you should just stop Ruth and like maybe start dating someone that has nothing to do with uh, anyone. Like, okay. she's, she's really searching for that glow up for show. Um, yeah, so now I'm extremely intrigued and need to, and need to watch more. TVB's yeah. listeners out there who have heard, I've heard, have watched the show that we are speaking of, tell us what your top moments are. And actually, you know what? Also, give me an episode that really stood out to you that I may or may not have seen that I could either rewatch or pay close attention to to see exactly why. I should have been paying attention temp- since 2017. Actually, Gina, my mind was blown when you said that it was in season three. And my mind was blown when I looked at Wikipedia and saw that it aired in 2017. And I started watching it when it first came out, which means that the episodes that I watched, I haven't watched in close to three years. I know. Who were we three years ago? I have I no idea. Know. But I, do I don't have... know who I was two hours ago. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. Um, but I do have something fun, too. Um, for our listeners, if you were to pick a persona, um, an in-the-ring persona, what would your name be and why? If I'm Gina the Giant, Ryan, who would your in-ring name and persona be and why? Um, like Joe the Jackhammer because I fuck shit up. There we go. And guys, when I say I fuck shit up, I mean it. I somehow screw every single thing up. I somehow break everything. I am literally a human jackhammer. I can, I can seriously destroy my body just walking down the street trying to order an uber not looking at where i'm walking is there a positive side to jack the jackhammer yeah he doesn't give a shit (laughs) he doesn't give a shit he there's nothing to lose when you don't give a shit (laughs) nothing to lose and everything to gain yeah but i mean also he'll fuck shit up for good like if you know, he's a hashtag kindness punk, so he'll only destroy if he has to. Um, something that like just came to came to me is if you are Jack the Jackhammer, what is your outfit? Because we didn't even discuss besides Sheila the She Wolf, these outfits in Glow like that are so. I mean, it's kind of like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, where you have. Literally, like, less than an hour to create a look that you're going on stage with. So, what is your look if you were to put something together in less than an hour? Okay. It would be a hybrid um, metallic lycra, of course. But it would be a hybrid of a thong and a jock strap that also has suspenders covering my... Um, nipples that are the size of saucers Um, and I would have glitter all over and I would carry around a play school that's P-L-A-Y-S-K-O-O-L toy tool belt hammer with like the plastic hollow 
hammer and the screwdriver. That way I can fix your attitude and then fuck you up all in the ring. But then also I would wear Timbaland boots to give off like a little bit of like, you know, some mask energy, some, you know, real Brooklyn Bronx construction worker bullshit. Okay. What would Gina the Giant be dressed (laughs) as? Because I'm just picturing like a female Jolly Green Giant right now. Um, yeah, I think I would, oh no, our fire alarm is going off. (laughs) I think that's the perfect entrance for Gina the Giant. Oh, my fiance just came in looking at me like I set off the fire alarm because I'm so hot. (laughs) Um, I think I'm picturing. You're a gorgeous lady of wrestling. (laughs) Exactly. He's trying to come in here and play like I did that. I ain't cooking a big ass cauliflower head right now. <laughs> okay. You probably use an oil that has a um, a lower smoke point than you know something like avocado oil or grapeseed oil. Yeah, and the um, the heat is on like four fifty, I think. Oh shit! To cook this cauliflower head the right the way that he wants to do it, um, it's on a high high temp. Okay, anyways, what are the flowers that look like the JJs? Wait, what? The flowers that look like um, vaginas. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those are, is it a lotus? I'm looking up like the stock photos right now because I want to. You know, honestly, I know what flowers look like. I don't know what a vagina looks like. So I think you're asking the wrong person. Am I barking up the wrong tree right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they're called Hydnora. Hydnora. Um, this parasitic flowering plant is known for its fierce vaginal resemblance so i'm kind of feeling like i would have kind of like this headdress of that um on my head to make it um look as though i am more tall than i am and i'm kind of picturing like flaming hot because the fire alarm just went off (laughs) flaming hot platform boots like you know um Metallica, how they wear those, like, high black boots. Totally. I'm thinking, like, a flaming hot boot like that, where if I do a power kick, it's really going to F someone up and uh, pack a mean punch and take them to camp. So cheers to that. (laughs) Hell, yeah. I, I would love to see Gina the Giant uh, take over uh, China's place in the World Wrestling Foundation. Oh my gosh, let me have it. You know, if I keep practicing my jabs every day, we're on like day 5,327 right now. So by day 6,000 of the shelter in place, I might have guns bigger than that cauliflower head that Corey's cooking up in the kitchen. There she is. <laughs> you heard uh, it first. 
you heard it first. Um, while Gina goes and tends to her fire crotch and potentially flaming kitchen, we are going to take a break. But we want you to, um, over this next break, really think about your character and please submit your name, what they wear, even if you, um, and if you draw what your character looks like, that's a plus. We will definitely feature the best, uh, the best drawing on our Instagram story if you all decide to play along with us. See you on the other side. See you on the other side, bitch. We'll be right back after a brief message from us. Oh my gosh, Ryan. I'm really trying to lose weight for my wedding because I need to fit in this dress in like three months. Have you heard of Fat Snacks? I haven't. What is that? Fat Snacks is a delicious food company that provides convenient, keto-friendly snacks, such as cookies, different types of teas, that really satisfy your cravings while maintaining your goals. Oh my gosh. So you mean I can basically eat cookies on the couch while watching Netflix? In moderation, but you don't have to feel bad about it. Oh my god. And this is called Fat Snacks? How do you spell it? Uh, F-A-T-S-N-A-X. And you can find them on Instagram at, at eat fat snacks. And if you use promo code SNAX5, you will get 5% off of your order. Oh my God, that's amazing. I can't wait to try it and hopefully look damn good in that dress. You will, girl. You will. Thanks, fat snacks. And we are back. Oh my goodness. So I don't know if y'all are glowing, if you all are glowing up, but you guys are definitely blowing up our Instagram with your fan questions. I submitted this morning an inquiry to all of our followers and listeners out there to ask us anything about um, the show Glow. And as usual, I have chosen two fantastic questions and one question that I have no clue um, what it has to do with the show, but it's, it's fun. So question number one, how much homework did they do on the actual glow girls from the eighties? Ooh, um, I actually found an article from screen rant after I saw that question, because I also wanted to know myself. And this article is all about glow characters based on real wrestlers. Um, So there is a breakdown of the characters based on the glow series wrestlers. And I would love to post this um, on our Instagram feed of the homework that a couple of the main stars of the series did on their own personas, including Zoya the Destroyer who AKA is Ruth um, and we'll post like the actual real um, true time women wrestlers as well that each one of these characters is based off of. Um, So Liberty Bell, Zoya the Destroyer, Machu Picchu, who is like, oh my gosh, one of my favorite characters. Um, There's a couple others, Black Magic, Sheila the She-Wolf, and Britannica. So uh, I think there's like three or four other characters because there's like 12 of um, 
these fantastic ladies, but I'm going to show like a side-by-side of how well they portrayed the real life G-L-O-W women. And it's pretty damn good. So they did do their homework. um, And I'm actually like really surprised because I thought these characters were kind of just picked out of a hat and just kind of like uh, what they were feeling and thinking during the moment. But there actually was like a cult following for some of the, these five women that I just mentioned. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Well. Who knew? Thanks for asking. Well, I'm glad to know that they did do some historical research. Um, now, I wonder, uh, along with one of our fans who... Oh, I did just see a question come in, Ryan, and one of our Instagram followers said, I can't believe Ryan doesn't know who Bash is. And the second follow-up to that is, is Bash an actual um, character in that documentary that the series was based off of? And the answer is yes. Bash himself was actually based on Glow's creator, David McLean. Like McLean, Bash served as an in-ring announcer and commentator during Glow's live performances. And this is the original Glow, not the series, because the series is created by two women. Well, first of all, Gene is a damn liar because we received no such question (laughs) as that. So that's clearly a question from her bitch, bitch ass. Um, that was a direct DM. That was <laughs> to me personally. That was some bitch assness. Um, next question, next legit question is something that I also wondered, which is how long did it take for the actresses to learn wrestling? Now, I think I don't know because I believe that, like, if it's anything like WWF, it's more like choreography than wrestling. So I'm sure that they learned how to do like moves. I don't know. Apparently they learn to do their own stunts. Um, so that's all them, but they didn't enter the series knowing how to do Jack diddly. Um, but then I guess, um, Alison Brie has a quote, somewhere that states that it was like super empowering to become like the actual like characters and not have to have like a stunt double. So to actually portray, you know, someone that is not yourself and do the stunts yourself as well. And these like stunts are pretty badass too. I mean, I feel like I would have a grand old time learning how to do my own stuff. Totally. And I'd probably get really injured as well. Hopefully. Or really bruised because I bruise super easy. So I feel like one time in the ring, I'd be like an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they did do their own stunts. I mean, I can't say that's 100% because I feel like some of the things they do are a little risky and very like, showy um maybe even like kind of campy in the ring too oh my goodness drink up drink up uh (laughs) it's been a while since our last drink this next question um i'm just gonna entertain them 
Um, it's what is your favorite color? My favorite color is orange. Why? Um, I don't know. It's really vivid. I, I think that road construction signs are actually like really beautiful and like that color of orange, especially when put in front of like the sky is really beautiful. They're complete contrast colors. And I think that orange just really stands out, whether you're in the snow, the grass, the sky, orange is always just going to be like a really vibrant color that's, you know, definitely catches the eye. And I, I, I like, I like My bright nails colors. right now are orange. Oh. I know. I'm like, you know what? I'm looking at my nails all damn day. I might as well pick a fun color yeah. since I'm not out in the real world working in a professional environment. Orange. So bring on the neon colors. And so I chose orange. I'm actually really digging it. Love that. Um, My favorite color is purple, which I don't think is any surprise. Um, I love purple because... It makes me feel calm, but also wild at the same time, which I feel like speaks to who I am as a person. And it's just fun to coordinate, um, whether it's eyeshadow or an actual outfit. I think one time in middle school, I went really overboard with the purple, and I had purple brace rubber bands. Oh, my God. I... Uh, I would match my outfits with my brace color um, rubber bands. So purple, brace rubber bands, purple shirt, purple pants from Forever 21. And I had these shoes that were like guess and said like they had a G on each side. for, And I thought it was like for GG, but oh my God. they were purple also. It was really a lot. And looking back, I'm like kind of embarrassed. But at the same time, I was at least matching just a little too much matchy matchy. But I do love a good purple. Nice. I too had um, orange rubber band braces. So we definitely repped our favorite color on our teeth back in the day. (laughs) And you know what? I will say I would definitely go through braces again to have teeth this straight same (laughs) so thanks for the question listener uh next up is uh let's let's get back to having some fun uh i've chosen a buzzfeed quiz for us all to take which i will link in our link tree in our instagram bio uh but you can find it on buzzfeed it's entitled we'll tell you which glow character you are based on the 80s movie night you plan so oh, I love. first question is to choose an 80s song to start your shindig. There are six options and I am going to choose Take On Me by Aha. What are you choosing? Let's see. I'm going to choose. I'm feeling should I stay or should I go? Ooh, that is a good song. By The Clash. That's a good song. And I have one thing I want to add since we're looking at songs right now. Um, Glow has amazing songs throughout each season. So I would definitely check out um, on Wikipedia if you're like kind of like 
Googling around to learn more about Glow, they have a whole section on each season and each song that's played, each artist, each song title. Um, so FYI, besides the show being really campy, there's amazing music throughout. Drink. Nice. Uh, next question is to choose a pizza topping. And I'm going to choose, I love sausage on a pizza. Yeah, of course you do. I'm choosing pineapple. I love pineapple on pizza. I actually had a pineapple pizza last night. Yeah. Um, I like uh, pepper- pepperoni and pineapple is actually a good pairing I've recently had. Nice. I'll have to try that. And now they want us to choose an 80s movie to watch. And out of all of these, I'm probably going to choose Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm going to choose... Oh, these are some good ones. Ghostbusters. Nice. A show. And now I'm going to choose some candy to eat. And out of all of these options, you know what? I love gummy bears. I'm going to go with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups because I'm chocolate over her sweet. Nice. And sour. Choose another 80s movie. Out of all of these, God, I'm going to choose The Shining. I'm going to choose Dirty Dancing. Oh, my gosh. I I got Sheila. Oh, my God. I got Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Jenny, 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 Jenny. Hold on. Let me look at Jenny from Glow. I need to look up her face really quick. It says that I like to have fun, whether it's planning roller skating birthday parties or making sparkly wrestling costumes. You're also probably the mom of your friend group. Oh, I slightly disagree with this character choice. Um, I had to look it up because I like, there's 12 women. So she's fun though, but I, I feel like we might have to take that again for you. <laughs> no, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, okay, Sheila. I think this is me to a T. You march to the beat of your own drum and you don't like to let anyone else define you. Even if you're not a people person, I kind of disagree with that. You're still there to help whenever someone is in need of your multiple talents. <laughs> Thank you, Quit BuzzFeed Quiz, she, for telling me I have multiple talents. There she goes, uh, Gina the She-Wolf. <laughs> Gina the Giant and uh, Sheila the She-Wolf. I feel like she speaks to me because I've already told you guys all about her and her transformation. So maybe I'm transforming during this quarantine. Too. Holla. Holla. Thanks, Ryan. That was really fun. But I do think you should take it again. I might take it again. You know what? The thing is, and leave her. that's how I'm feeling now. But my answers could easily change in a couple of hours, depending on like, you know, what kind of pizza I want, what kind of candy I'm in the mood for. So those are all, like, right now things. Oh, yeah. But I've definitely taken quizzes that are, like, you know, the same. Or depending on, like, how campy you get later, I think totally. I might be getting real campy later. Um, (laughs) Drink twice. I'm going to drink twice. And I am going to let you take over for my favorite segment. Um of Gina's, which is Gina's fact-checking corner, because I don't fact-check, so I usually get super educated during this portion, and I have nothing to do, so what's not to love about it? 
<laughs> okay, so um, this is um, a quick a quick fact check brought to you by mentalfloss.com. Love the name of the site. 11 illuminating facts about Netflix's glow. So we'll go through these kind of fast because we have drinking to do, but we ain't got shit else to do. So number one, producers didn't want Alison Brie in the cast, which is very interesting. Um, I guess like her character Ruth, Alison Brie got rejected a lot before getting the role and during a grueling casting process from producers and a casting director who wanted an unknown for the part. She said, I cried in my car after every audition. I would sit in my car like Ruth and sob. And we were listening to the same ultimate 80s mix while we auditioned. So Flock of the Seagulls was playing. And like I mentioned, the music is outstanding um, in Glow. So I definitely think check out the music um, in each season because it is on Wikipedia. Each song and each artist. I love when you find out that the lead character in a show like Glow or a popular show on, you know, any streaming service, the directors didn't want them at first. And then it's kind of like, look, look at the magic that came from this. I do think that like a lot of people are kind of iffy about Alison Brie though as well. Just not really like loving her as a person, but I mean, I liked her as Ruth. I think she portrays Ruth to a T. Yeah, she got the job done. Anywho. Yeah. Number two, the cast trainer is the nephew of the guy who trained the real-life gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Huh. So professional wrestler Armando Mando, a.k.a. Mando, I guess, took on the task of teaching the motley crew of women who made up the real-life gorgeous ladies of wrestling back in 1985. He was reportedly an intense coach, putting at least one woman in a headlock until she cried on the first day of training. All these years later, it's his nephew, Chavo Jr., who has the privilege of training the fictional wrestlers of GLOW, as well as choreographing their two fights and acting in a few episodes. Huh. That's kind of cool yeah. how they're kind of like keeping it in the family. Yeah, I like that. Number three, Kia Stevens is a wrestler in real life. And that is um, Kia Stevens is the character that I talked about earlier. Uh, Tam A or um, better known as the welfare queen in quotes. So that cast is full of actresses who all work with trainers to catch up on all of the chiropractic defying moves that they have to do. But Kia Stevens has been making those moves for decades. Wrestling under the name Awesome Kong, an amazing Kong. She's a five-time women's champion. Stevens has also wrestled in the WWE as Karma. Dude, that is so badass. Yeah, it really is. She's she is such a cool character, and um, we'll post a photo of Miss Welfare Queen, a.k.a. Awesome Kong, Amazing Kong, Karma, um, because, damn, five-time women's champion. Go on, girl. Wow. Okay, number four, Brie sees Ruth as sexless. Huh, what, what does this mean? Like, no gender? One of the cats. 
Yeah, maybe. Let's see. One of the catalysts of the show's plot is Ruth having an affair with her best friend Debbie's husband, which is not a spoiler because we told you guys that earlier. But the rest of the show is hardly romantic for Ruth, which is probably why Brie views the character as sexless. Brie states, I don't think she thinks of herself as being very sexual. It's a major difference between my character and Betty Gilpin's character, who has been a successful actress and has a bombshell body. And every time you see her, she's in full hair and makeup. I don't think that Ruth is not having a, not having sex with guys every once in a while. I'm sure she does. I just don't think it's a main part of her life goals. I'm going to completely disagree with that because her character of Ruth is a hoe and then has a relationship with Sam. So I completely disagree with this. I feel like she's the main hoe of the show, oh my God. but not in a way that like you'd think a hoe would portray more like, I'm going to fuck your boyfriend. Um, but actually she effed her best friend's husband type role. So I actually disagree with that. Okay. Sorry, mental floss. <laughs> I'm going to have to X that one out. <laughs> okay. Next working with women bosses made Betty Gilpin reflect on her entire career. And Betty Gilpin is Debbie. Just FYI. Um, so she said being on set with female bosses the level of comfort and bravery I felt really made me reflect back on my whole career. I'd always known about things that men did that made me shut, shut down creatively, but I was surprised to reflect on things that I did to myself as a result of being in a male-dominated environment. I felt a level of fear and anxiety that if I didn't behave like the quiet Barbie I was playing, they wouldn't let me play a quiet Barbie again. Well, she was not a quiet Barbie in GLOW, so go on, Debbie. Number six, it also made Gilpin fight harder against the male gaze. I think that's an obvious, an obvious fact. Number seven, the show changed one important, one important element to home in on the camaraderie. That one's obvious as well. On number eight, oh, I love this one. Brooke Hogan made a cameo. I don't know if you saw this episode, Not Ryan. At all. Holt Hogan's daughter made a brief appearance as a theater owner who rents her space to the ragtag production. She's not nearly the only person from the wrestling wor world to make a cameo appearance either. And wasn't Brooke Hogan trying to become like a wrestler like her dad, like in one of the female leagues? I, or maybe that was just for her music I video. I don't think so. She was trying to become a singer and she released a couple of albums. Remember when she had... Um, that grill yeah. in her music video. Yes. I actually liked that song. About us. Yes. If we didn't have copyright infringement, we would post that song. Seriously. Number nine, working on Glow is like boarding school. Too often shows have one spot in the cast for a woman. Glow initially had 15. Um, and Gilpin, a.k.a. Debbie, said, I went to boarding school and being on GLOW reminds me of that. When your call time is 5.45 a.m. and there's a group of 14 women all talking at once, it can be a little much. But it's also the greatest gift. It's constant happiness and support all day, every day. I love it. Oh my God, I want to be on GLOW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 10, the match Bash recalls seeing in season two is real. So there's a moment in season two where Bash described a personal memory of watching a match between Stan Hansen and Bruno Sammartorino, 
where the former busted the latter's neck. The match is real, so is the injury. At Madison Square Garden on April 26, 1976, Samarantino was defending his world title against Hansen when Hansen failed to properly execute a body slam and cracked one of his vertebrae. They were back in the ring two months later in a rematch. Oh, well, that's a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one, number 11, the series will be coming back for a last season. Well, we already knew that. um, But I guess the magazine Variety reported industry sources claim that the series that this series is among Netflix most watch um, and it's valued for its creative execution and status as an awards contender. I believe glow won three awards as well. Oh, wow. um, and I think Alison Brie and like other of the actresses have been nominated, but I would agree that it's totally creative. Um, and like mentioned earlier, it's like fun, fierce, campy, drink and fantastic yeah and uh, full of just women empowerment and I love that in these facts um Debbie really shines and she's like very much the ringleader of not the show's success but saying that a lot of the show's success is because of like their tight-knit group and the way that they were able to express themselves in and out of the ring which I think is really like the bottom line of the entire show. I, I, I think that about sums it up. That is. I think that sums it up too. Um, I, I agree with all but one of those facts about Ruth, but we all know our feelings about Ruth already. Totally. No, I think that that was really educational. I, I would have never, ever known any of that had you not just told me. So thank you. Oh, you are welcome. And who knew they did their own stunts? I know, right? I would be petrified. I would be like, eh, I know, I'd hurt Give me myself. like five years. Oh, for sure. But I thought you're, what is your name? Jared the Jackhammer? Joe the Jackhammer. Jason? Because I fucked up, including myself. <laughs> yeah, including breaking your own bones. Party. Party. Well... We will be right back to give you our final thoughts on GLOW. We'll see you right after this message. Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. All right, and we are back with our final segment to give our final thoughts, a few recommendations, and, you know, rate a bee or two. Uh, My final thoughts, I really don't have any like final thoughts other than the fact that I truly have missed out on a lot. I just need to get into it. Yeah. I hope after this you'll, I think you should just check out season three, maybe like the last few episodes um, to kind of gauge. You can pretty much like get an understanding of where, the show is gone, but the last three episodes of season three can prepare you for where season four is going to take you. And you need to watch the last three so you can get a better gauge of who bashes. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As we have been doing this season, we have a couple of additional recommendations. If you like glow and don't want to rewatch it, or if you just 
you know, are starting to watch it and decide that you need more to watch after that, we have some supplemental information for you. For me, it's the actual pilot of the Glow series from 1985, which you can find on YouTube. Um, And I think what I found most interesting about that, watching it, was um, you could actually see how much they actually uh, replicated or, like, did, gosh, not word for word or frame for frame. You could just tell how inspired by this they were and how true they took, uh, how true to their vision. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They, you could tell that they followed the vision of the TV series Glow uh, into their scripted, version of the show so you can really see the inspiration you can also definitely get a big um sense of when it was filmed in being the 80s because it's very misogynistic and it's actually you know we're more culturally sensitive now but there's a white woman in the rink at one point with this asian woman in the rink and she's saying to the Asian woman, I'm going to fight you. Uh, you speak English when you come to this country. Why don't you speak some English to me? And then they like proceed to like fight. So it's like, all right, that's definitely not okay. So it's definitely interesting seeing the, uh, seeing the 80s culture shine through on, the, uh, on that original pilot from 1985. That's so funny you say that because it's true. Like a lot of the character names like had to do with, you know, like this culture of um, races as well. Like the welfare queen um, and like basically every other character, like Liberty Bell, like without like purely stating like, oh, Liberty Bell is white and blonde, you know? Um, But I think that's interesting. And this might be the same um documentary on Netflix but this documentary inspired the Netflix show and I haven't watched it yet and I want to now that we're doing this podcast about the series because I feel like when people watch a series they never care about watching like the inspiration from this totally Um, and so I feel like I need to watch the actual documentary to find out a little bit more into like why the series was made and of course there's like so much more like glitz and glam to the series because it's hollywood baby but i mean because this is based off of you know actual like female wrestlers and um their lives and personas i love to like see like sheila's you know actual prowless personality so um, yeah, that is my, my homework is to check out the Netflix doc. Nice. And I, um, I'll send you the link to the, uh, glow pilot so you can see how ridiculous it is. Um, totally. And this doc, um, it looks like it's from 2012. Okay. So it's not too, too old, but yeah, the pilot was, what was it from like 1985? Yeah. That is crazy. That was what, 20, that was 
35 years ago. The first women's professional wrestling TV show. I mean, that's pretty badass. And then, like, uh, I wonder if it's because of them that they allowed people such as China and all of the other female wrestlers into the Worldwide Wrestling Federation or Foundation. Hmm. I'm not sure. Huh. Well. That would be a good question to our fans. Yeah, let us know. We're doing our homework for you for the most part. Let <laughs> us know. Um, as usual, we choose a king and a queen bee of the episode. Uh, because I didn't remember who Bash is, the only king that I could think of <laughs> is um, Joe, Jack whatever his name is, the coach. Sam. Sam. Just because, uh, even though I don't remember his name, I felt like he gave this tough love, kind of like fatherly direction to them. And you could tell that he doesn't give a shit, but you could also tell that he totally gives a shit. Um, so uh, I, think yeah. that that's, I think that he is my king bee. As for my queen bee, um, I feel like I said a lot about her, but I mean, Debbie, she's a, I'll say it again, she's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. I agree with you there. Sam, I don't because my King B will forever be bashed because he's just so fantastic. So you have to at least watch one bash episode for me so you can be like, hell yes. On um. But my queen bee, I actually um, haven't mentioned this character at all. And I um, can't believe I forgot about her. Her name in Glow is Cherry Bang, um, currently Black Magic. And she is a badass. I mean, it's kind of like up in the air between uh, Debbie, um, Black Magic, or Cherry Bang. And Ruth is definitely not on my radar for the baddest bitch. Um, but Cherry Bang and Debbie definitely, like, are a powerhouse duo. And the reason why I love Cherry Bang is because kind of like how Debbie's character, like, they came from, like, you know, like, B, C, D list um, celebrity status. And they're, like, back in this position of, like, do I have the confidence and what it takes to like get back out there and try again and be a star? And they do. And that's what I love because, you know, Ryan, like that's totally like why we're here, you know? Totally. <laughs> Cause we're a star baby. And, uh, I forgot about cherry bang as well. Uh, I know. Right. There's like, so many characters that it's hard not to get lost in like Ruth and, and Debbie. Um, well, what's crazy but... is even though it's a large ensemble cast, um, they're all well-written characters. Nobody really fades into the background. I feel it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely not. Um, they all have their own moments to shine, their own moments to grow, their own moments really for, like character development and coming yeah. of age. It always reminds me of like Orange is the New Black where there's like a ton of these women, but each episode kind of goes into a backstory for the most part yes. of like each yes. person. So I think that that's 
really, really cool because I love learning about, sometimes it's the side characters that intrigue me and I'm like, why don't I know more about this person? So shows like Glow and Orange is the New Black and Wentworth, they're completely successful in, uh, in introducing you to everybody and not just letting them be, you know, a figure that's there to fill space. Um, so it, good job, Glow. Speaking of, is is uh, Orange of, is the New Black, is that completely over? Yeah, it's over. I didn't watch the last okay. season, though. I stopped midway because I was like, eh, I'm done. Yeah. But I do agree. I like that. I like that you learn about these characters and you, like I said earlier, like you root for them, like in the ring and not in the ring. And that's all you want in life is a, a lady gang right behind you. Hell yeah. Um, in usual TVB's fashion, we like to rate each series because we are the bees, we rate three different ways, B plus, B or B minus. And here is the official TVB's rating from each of us. It is on the count of three, one, two, three, a B, B minus. Oh. <laughs> I think I obviously, as you can tell, um, this was my choice of show to discuss this week. So I'm a huge fan of the show, of everything it portrays, of its campiness, of its excitement um, that it brings to the viewers and just like a spark for creativity and inspiration to be better, do better, and overall um, be a one badass bitch. But I think Ryan... If you do watch a couple more episodes um, from the newer season that will lead to season four, you might change that minus to at least an even B. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) Anything is possible. That is for damn sure. Um, The only thing that is not possible is going out. Uh, So remember to stay at home. And please stay uh, at home. We will be at home creating continued content for you to listen to. Uh, If you haven't listened to our supplemental podcast, Bees Buzz, please do so. We have two episodes out already. There will be another one coming out later this week. Um, And uh, you could always catch us next week for our next episode of the TV Bees podcast, where we will. Uh, delve into the exciting world of HBO's Euphoria starring Zendaya, which is one of my uh, all-time new favorite shows that I discovered between us recording season one and us recording now. So I'm super excited to uh, talk about that next week. I'm so excited too, but Ryan, tell the listeners also what they can look forward to with Euphoria, aren't you doing a little something special for them? Oh yeah, for you guys who uh, will who subscribe to our Patreon, you'll be able to uh, gain access to an exclusive glitter tutorial for 
learning how to glitter your lips, glitter your under eyes, glitter your everything, and do really cool out there euphoric makeup. I love it. I can't wait. I love that show too. So uh, this is going to be an exciting one. Yes. And uh, watch Glow if you haven't watched it. If you have watched it, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and can relate to us. We definitely encourage you to uh, uh, share your opinion with us, whether it's through the DMs on Instagram. You could also email us at tvbspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us uh, on uh, patreon.com. The benefits will be available very soon. And you could also buy us a coffee or, you know, a drink in general via our coffee link in our link tree bio on our Instagram. Because what is the bees without the buzz? Exactly. Because bees buzz and we're back. We're back and we will be back again. We will see you. Or um, that's a damn lie. We won't see you. We'll uh, we'll talk for you next week. <laughs> Until then, keep buzzing. Bye, B. Bye, B.